903. So we have talked about this a lot and we're going to keep talking about it because it is the most important issue facing us in our time and could be even worse. So, you know, we are expecting and I think the list likely came out last tonight of the retaliatory measures that Canada is going to take against uh, Trump's tariffs. And it's a list of 16 billion dollars worth that will be put on American imports on July 1st. And, you know, as we celebrate our country's birthday, then we have to kind of wait and see if Donald Trump will further respond with another 25% against our auto sector. You know, you almost have to watch his Twitter account to see how he'll destroy our country. I mean, maybe he could actually just give our prime minister a call. But you know him, he'll probably just send out a tweet. And You would think that, you know, with the clock ticking to the devastation that could hit our country, that the government would be working around the clock to get a deal done. And yet reports from Trump's inner circle suggest that there are no talks happening at all right now regarding NAFTA. And so I think while most of us are hoping, I sure am hoping against all hope that a deal will be struck. And I really am hoping that we get some breaking news on this over the weekend. But, you know, the reality is, and I think it's starting to look like there will be no deal, which means we could be in a world of hurt. And this is the one time I really, really hope I'm wrong. I want to bring in Rachel Curran. She's a former director of policy to the prime minister's office. She joins me uh, with her thoughts now. Rachel, when you were with the Prime Minister's office, trade was an issue you would deal with all the time. You know, we're now a couple of days away from these retaliatory tariffs going in. Do you actually think it's going to to um, get a response from uh, Mr. Trump? I do. Um, look, we've been clear that we'll impose retaliatory tariffs, and I think we probably had no choice uh, uh, other than to do that. Uh, given the measures that the U.S. has taken against us on the steel and aluminum front. But I think, make no mistake, uh, Mr. Trump will react again uh, to our tariffs. And I think we can expect uh, further retaliatory measures from the U.S. up to and including auto sector tariffs. Right. And I spoke with a steel company yesterday in Stony Creek. They've already lost, just in the month of June, 60% of their U.S. business. And they've already gone to Ottawa and said, look, you have to have a plan. We need to know that you're going to be there to protect us. Do you believe that the federal government is going to, A, come up with a plan of monetary assistance, or what should they be doing? Well, that's a really good question, Alex. I don't think they have a plan for this eventuality. The goal, of course, should uh, should have been never to get here in the first place. Um, but here we are. So, so what are the options open to us, open to the government? Uh, the first option is to get a deal done right. uh, and get a deal done that minimizes the damage to Canada so, so we can move on, make the concessions that we can live with uh, to get a new NAFTA deal signed. Uh, that's one option. It doesn't seem like the government is pursuing that option with, with kind of any degree of urgency. Uh, second option, of course, would be to simply accept that we are going to be squeezed hard by the Trump administration, that we are going to... Um, tariffs imposed in a range of sectors, including the auto sector, and figure out how we're going to transition workers, transition businesses, uh, and trans- transition our economy through this. But how, uh, how long can Canada yeah. go? I mean, we're talking billions upon billions and billions of dollars uh, with a yeah. government that has already ballooned deficits by, by three times what they said. So how long can Canada um, exist with Donald Trump putting an extra 25% against the auto sector? Uh, it'll be hugely disruptive 
hugely expensive uh, to support and transition those, those workers. Our best option is to try and get a deal. Uh, if the government really can't get a deal, uh, Alex, we're going to have to put a whole lot of money into supporting that industry and others. Now, listen, that's exactly why you don't run large deficits during good <laughs> economic times, right? Because the next crisis is always on the horizon. Uh, and here we are. This may well be our next great recession. This may next be our next economic crisis. And we simply don't have the fiscal capacity to deal with it. Right. In 2008, um, Stephen Harper managed to navigate us through those choppy waters. There was deficit spending, but got those deficits back into control. The, the National Post had an interesting article last night, uh, you know, discussing that, that we could have this deal. We just have to give up on, on protecting the milk. Will the Trudeau government <laughs> abandon protecting a very small sector? Not, not unimportant, but small. It's not a big part of our, of our nation. But will they walk away from protecting that to get a deal that will be- benefit all of Canada? Well, we should have been negotiating right from the beginning on these issues. It's my view that we could have gotten a deal making concessions that we could have lived with Uh, in a range of areas, including supply management. You'll recall, Alex, when Stephen Harper negotiated the TPP agreement, that we did negotiate additional access to Canada's supply-managed dairy market, but in a way that still preserved uh, supply management and made sure that farmers were kept whole. So it is possible to negotiate in these areas without having the supply management system fall apart altogether. The Trudeau government, it looks like, has not been negotiating seriously in these areas. And so we may be in a position now where the concessions we have to make are much larger and more severe than we otherwise would have had to make. Will we have to move on on supply management? Almost certainly. Okay. I'll ask you a question. I don't know trade. It's not my specialty. But wouldn't it be smarter for Mr. Trudeau and his government to say, look, we will bend on supply management and we will subsidize that industry in order to protect the bigger industry, which is steel, which would cost us 50 times more if we lost it. Yeah, of course. Look, again, there are ways you can make concessions in the area of supply management um, that that still preserve the industry, still keep farmers, Canadian farmers uh, protected and yet give the U.S. a political win as well, or Trump the political win that he's looking for. So it is possible to negotiate here. Um, I, you know, we just have not been doing that in any kind of serious way. And look, I don't think you need to trade off one industry against another. I don't think you need to say, you know, we're going to sell the dairy farmers down the river in order to preserve, you know, the auto industry. I think there's a way to do this in a way that protects Canadian workers in all industries. Right. And, and so how much of this then, given that we're about a year away from uh, an election and we already saw Mr. Trudeau out yesterday campaigning, uh, you know, meeting with a candidate that's uh, going to be running. How yeah. much of this is political just to make um, Quebec uh, protect the vote in Quebec? Well, some of it is for sure. I mean, uh, dairy farmers, um, you know, have a disproportionate political clout. Uh, and any government is going to want to make sure that uh, the dairy industry, that our farm sector is protected. Um, I, look, I don't think that's necessarily unreasonable. What I do think is a real problem for the Trudeau government is they are now looking down um, the barrel of a situation where we don't have enough to deal, where tariffs are increasingly going to be imposed by the Trump administration. We have no plan to deal with that. 
uh, and there will be Canadian jobs lost. There will be Canadian businesses closing. And that's going to be a huge political liability for them. So they have to be worried about that right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Canadians are going to support uh, the Trudeau government, I think, across all lines to a point. But when actual jobs and uh, the economy starts to really hit the pocketbook, I think I think that's when Canadians say, "Okay, hold on a second. This is not what we signed up for. I absolutely agree with you. I think public opinion will shift very quickly once the effect of these tariffs really starts to bite. When people start losing their jobs, can't pay their mortgages, when businesses start to close, that's when public opinion is going to have to, uh, it's really going to shift. And I think the Trudeau government knows that. It has to be worried about that right now. Well, you would think they'd be at the table 24-7. I know Christian Freeland seems to be the only one who's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but do you get the sense that, that they're at the table right now? No, I mean, we heard that from the negotiator, right, Mr. Steve Verhul, who said almost accidentally there are no negotiations underway right now. And we saw Minister Freeland try and shut him down very quickly when he said that. So it looks like there are no negotiations happening. There's no talking happening. Uh, And I think that's not because we don't want to be talking to the Americans. It's because the Americans are not talking to us. Um, but, but you know what? The Trudeau government, um, the way they negotiated, the strategy they employed has led directly to this outcome and to this position. Uh, so I don't think it's surprising that we're here. Um, but for now, we're almost entirely at the mercy of the Americans and they simply don't want to talk to us right now. Yeah. Interesting times indeed. Rachel, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Alex. That is Rachel Curran joining us. So we're in the big wait and see period of this whole thing. Jittery nerves, I tell you. I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to On Point on Global News Radio.